you are worthy of being helped. You are deserving of being helped. And people out here want to help you. And if we can stop focusing on who's not helping and that you want it to come from this person, it may not come from the person that you want it to. The person that you're sharing your body with and your bed with may not ask. It may not be your mother or your family or your grandparent or your cousin or your boss or whoever it is that wants to see you. But other people are here to see you and they will see you. And if you are finding that that flow is being blocked in your life, that you are not getting people asking how they can help or asking how you're doing or saying, hey, let me know if you need anything, then my other challenge would be start giving. What I want most for women everywhere is to stop playing small and step into your unique power so you can finally show up as the fullest, biggest, and truest version of you. But that requires that you first get crystal clear about who you are and then let go of everything that you're not. I'm here to teach you how to know yourself, trust yourself, and honor yourself so you can create a deeply aligned, deeply empowered, and deeply inspiring life. You know, the one you were actually sent here to have. Come on, let me show you how. Okay, so I'm going to ask this question and I'm going to pause after it because I want to give you a moment to take a deep breath and to really think about your answer. And the question is, Are you available to be helped? And so here's the thing. Don't overthink the answer. Don't overthink the question. And this is coming from an overthinker. Don't overthink the answer. Don't overthink the question. Just what comes up in your body? What was the immediate response that came up in your body? And if you are a woman listening to this, I imagine your answer is probably no. And even if your answer wasn't no, I imagine that if I look at your life and see what's going on, the answer is probably no. And so I wanted to talk about that today because it's something that I have noticed coming up. I mean, I've seen it a lot, but something popped into my spirit a couple of weeks ago talking with another friend. And, you know, it's something that I realize we really got to get better at. And of course, you know, you hear this all the time and, you know, let people help you and you need support, but in a very, very specific, tangible way. You know, one of the things that happens a lot in like just common exchange is like, hey, well, let me know if you need anything. Let me know if I can do something or people will ask, how can I support you? And one of the things I'm actually going to challenge you to do or like the thing for this episode I want to challenge you to do for the next week, let's even say the next month, however long it is, is that When people ask you how they can help you and how they support you, you always need to have an answer. The response should never be nothing, ever. Now we start as women again to get into, well, it's asking for too much. Well, I don't want to say that. Well, is this appropriate? Well, should I do this? Well, should I do that? What does it look like for you to allow the person who asked the question to take agency and responsibility for their question? And if they get in over their head, then they need to say that to you. 
not you having to overfunction to not say something to them, right? Like, I don't want to tell them that because it'll be too much. They asked you how they could help, have an answer. And so something I was challenging my friend to do is like, you know, she was telling me about somebody had asked her, you know, how they could help. And she was like, they can't help. And I said, they can't do anything. And she was like, well, no, the stuff I need is, you know, blah, 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 kind of listing like higher level, higher tier things. And I'm like, but they can't buy you a book. You don't have a, we were just talking about XYZ book. Why don't you let them buy you the book, you know, buy you the book on Amazon? And she's kind of like, oh, I didn't think about that. And so I was challenging her to, you know, whether you want to share your own private Amazon list or whatever, but to like make a separate list. It's just to allow yourself that when somebody asks you what they can do for you, to be able to allow them to serve you, they are asking. And, you know, being a good giver is not just about how much you give. It's about how much and how well and how gratefully, not even graciously, but gratefully you receive. And so my thing is, we are here to be in community with others. We are here to be in relationship with one another, with other human beings. If people are asking, come up with something. Don't ever say no, right? And so you also have to think about sometimes people are like, how can I support you? And, you know, sometimes there is, it's like the kind of support that maybe this person's expertise maybe isn't what you need or what you're looking for. And that's totally fine. But my thing is sometimes that's, you know what? I'd love if you could buy me lunch today. I would love if there's actually a book I've had my eye on. I'll send it to you. Thanks so much. Or, you know, there's a couple of books I've been looking at. Feel free to pick, you know, whatever moves you off the list. And here's the thing. You are probably hearing this and thinking, ew, that's so gross. That's so rude. I would never. How is it rude when they just asked? And so again, we have to decide which side of the fence we want to be on, right? Because either you want to stay in your lane and allow people to show up how they're showing up and you just take responsibility for yourself or you're going to overfunction and not just take responsibility for yourself, but also take responsibility for somebody else. And how you do it anywhere is how you do it everywhere. So if you're doing it in your relationships with your, you know, with other women or with other peer-to-peer friends, then I know you're doing it in your relationships with your intimate partners too. Overfunctioning. It's 11 o'clock at night. Can you come over and help me with something? Well, I didn't want to ask because it was too late. Ask if you need the help. Now, if they don't want to do it, then let them say that. And here's the thing, you know, that happened to me once, my ex, like years ago. And it's like, yeah, I needed some help on something. I mean, and it was a bit of a mis, you know, from his end, he thought it was a miscommunication. But my thing was like, no, I really clearly needed help. And then so what should have happened after that when that didn't happen is there should have been a direct conversation about like, what support looked like for me and what I would like and really just kind of a direct conversation about whether or not he could do that. And so that's the thing. A lot of times we start bending over in so many different ways because we don't want to face the consequence. But if I ask you to show up and you don't do it, I'm going to have to put my money where my mouth is around the relationship. Or if I tell you about a boundary that I have and you don't honor it, I'm going to have to put my money where my mouth is around the relationship and I'm going to have to make a decision, maybe to walk away, maybe to readjust the relationship. And I don't want to have to do that. So I'm going to continue to keep quiet. And that type of shit is so pervasive. And so it's just like, again, if you want to get better doing that, if you know that's a thing you do and you want to get better at doing that in your intimate relationships, a really easy, simple way to start is just with everybody. You know what I mean? Like with whoever is asking, have an answer, have an answer for the question. Let me know what you need. 
how can I support you? That could be an Uber Eats gift card. That could be an Amazon gift card. That could be, I'd actually love if you came over and cooked with me today. Or how you can support me is, please make time for me in the next week for us to get up and go to lunch. Or to get on the phone and have a conversation. Or to buy you a pair of socks. Whatever it is that you need where you are, what does it look like for you to actually show up and honor your needs? And so just thinking about that with her, and I know that she ended up doing it. And the person actually ended up buying multiple things off her list. And it was like somebody I don't even know that she was really in close relationship with, but the person just felt inkling to reach out and said, how can I help? And she ended up putting that list together and just said, hey, there's some things on here. If you want to, you know, pick a book, feel free. Like I'd love something off this list. And the person bought, I think, four or five things off the list. And so it's like, are you available to receive the support that you actually deeply desire? Because those were all books that she wanted. Those were all things that she wanted. And again, kind of running lists. We're going on about life. Oh, I know I'll get it at some point. But if the support shows up, are you prepared to receive it? Are you prepared? Are you in a position to allow yourself to be able to experience the full breadth and depth of it? And a lot of times we are not, but then we are talking amongst ourselves and having private conversations about how things are so tough and how we don't feel supported. And this becomes the really big challenges that we get in relationships and we are looking for our partner to do everything. And is your partner supposed to support you? Absolutely. But it is not their job to do it all for you, just as it's not your job to do it all for them. And so it's almost kind of like we are saying in our friendship world that we don't need anything and I'm fine and I'm good. And then we're waiting for our partner to show up and we want this person to heal all the wounds and make it all better and do all the things for me and give me all the support that I wasn't getting. No, 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 stop. It's incredibly childish. And it's like, what does it look like for you to take responsibility for where you are? So super short episode, but yeah, I just wanted you to think about that. And I want to challenge you to make an Amazon wish list if you are not an Amazon person, because quote unquote, you don't support capitalism. But even if you're in the society living, you support capitalism. But that's a whole different conversation. If you're not an Amazon person, make a list on your phone and have constantly keep a running list of. 10 things that if somebody asks for support that you would like, again, could be lunch. Maybe there's some type of water filtration water bottle that you, you know, found that you love on Amazon or you found from some store or you'd love to go have coffee or whatever it is. Make a list of things because when people are asking to support you and your answer is, there's no way you can help me. There's no way you can support me. I'm good. I'm over here raising a red flag telling you that's a major problem, a major problem, because you're not allowing yourself to receive and participate. Not only number one, there's a deeper, you know, human to human experience that can happen through the giving, but you're literally, I mean, I hate to say it because the phrase is so cliche, but it's like, you're blocking your blessing. And it's not just about you receiving. You have to remember when I give as the giver, There's also something that's happening for me. And actually, this makes me think there's a practice that I have. I have an online course called Unapologetic. It's not open now, but there's, I don't know, four or five modules in there and probably about 10, 15 hours of audio. But one of the workbooks and one of the like processes activities that I take you through is a circulation journal because I am really able to see and I really believe that like 
if the fundamental belief is what you give comes back to you all the time, maybe not in the way you do it, but it always comes back. If you're somebody who is trying to understand that process and build that muscle, then I believe in very, you know, I have a million different journaling techniques and approaches that I take because my thing is always, as I was saying in the last episode, how do we take this great idea or this great theory and make it practice? How do we make this tangible so people can actually tap into it? So if I want to strengthen a belief in a certain way, how can I tangibly demonstrate this thing? And so it's a process that I teach in the course of being able to kind of pay attention to what's going in and what's coming out. And so when I'm trying to buy you a book or, you know, a friend of mine, one time I was really kind of in a random place. My girlfriend didn't know, but she reached out and texted and said, hey, thinking about you, you're on my mind. What can I do for you today? How can I support you? And I said, I would love some flowers. Now, listen, I had to pause because my first response was going to be, you know, what I've been trained to do. Thanks so much. So sweet of you. Just you checking in is good enough. I'm fine. Thanks. But, you know, that's why they say in that there's a space between the trigger and the response. So the trigger is her asking, how can I help you? And my immediate default response was going to be some version of I'm good. But if we pause for a minute in that space in between those two stimuli, there's an answer for me. There's the place for me to take a deep breath and say, Deka, what would you really love right now? And on that day, I was a little sad and it was like, I'd love some flowers. And she's like, okay. I think she said, you know, I'll be by later or something. I really meant something from the fucking grocery store. Like she could have picked them from her yard and it would have been fine. She actually ended up because she's so fucking amazing. She ended up going and having a full arrangement done and bringing it to the house. And it was just end of the day. And hey, like, you know, I wanted to give you something beautiful or whatever really lovely thing that she said at the door. But it's just like, allow yourself to be helped. And I don't know for her what she may have been going through on that day. And for her being able to give, you know, if we have to remember that it's not just our story that's happening, we are intersecting with other people's stories. So maybe she has in her history, some deep shame around another friendship that she had. And maybe the friend was deeply in need one day and she wasn't able to show up for them, maybe because she was able to, but just decided not to, or maybe she was in a quote unquote selfish mood. And that has stayed with her forever. So by her being able to reach out to me and ask me and show up for me, that may have healed something in her. I mean, I've literally just made that scenario up. But my thing is, you don't know all the components that are happening. And of course, as I say, as I teach you and the things I say to you, it's constantly me preaching to myself as well, like constantly reminding myself, hey, Deka, you know, you need to push it here or check yourself there, or make sure you're doing this. So when I talk, it's never from a, I'm on the top of the mountain, you're down here. But it's like, it's a constant reminder to me as well, make yourself available to be helped. And so of course, I go to, okay, well, what about if people ask, and I'm kind of like, there's nothing that you can do. And again, that's where that question came from. There's nothing they can do. Even if you don't want something in their area of expertise, what else could they do? okay, then come up with that, then say that thing, then share that thing. But I am challenging you from this day forward to never, ever let your answer to the question of how can I help you? How can I serve you? How can I support you? Be I'm good, thanks, or some fancy version of that, right? Let's never say that anymore. Let's have a response. Let's not become attached to what other people do and don't do. 
if we tell them and maybe they get busy and they forget, that is okay. You know what? Perfect. Let me actually share this story. So this past week, I had to go down to the airport. Of course, I'm getting ready for the retreats for the Lost and Found Marrakesh retreats. And so I have purchased two tickets. I purchased a ticket online and I was charged for the ticket, but I was not ticketed. I did not get any email, anything from Delta. I had to, you know, the wait times were like two hours on the phone. So I waited hours and hours on the phone. Then I started doing the chat and they're telling me, yeah, this ticket is void. I'm like, I don't understand how the ticket is void when the money is out of my account. So the next day I do the transaction again from a different account. Same thing happens. Money is gone, no tickets. And now we're talking about $3,000, over $3,000. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. So also getting worried because we're under 30 days, right? Under 30 days from departure. So after a couple days, money doesn't come back. So I end up going down to the airport. And while I'm there trying to get some assistance, from supervisors and stuff, because I'm like, okay, you're not about to be a fool and run this motherfucking card for another $1,500, because that's going to be almost $5,000 on tickets and nobody, Chase is saying they can't help you, Delta is saying, you know, we don't have the money, whatever. So anyway, I go down there to help. And while I'm waiting, because of course, it's this whole fiasco. So while I'm waiting for help, there's a black woman in front of me. And I don't even know why I was looking at her face right now in my mind, because her being black is not pertinent to the story, but she is a black woman. So anyway, she was standing in front of me and she had a skirt on and was like, it looked kind of like a work to casual outfit. So like she definitely looked cute, had a little skirt with the blazer. It worked kind of like a little dressed up casual, but I could also see if she had heels on, you know, that she might have worn this all day. So her skirt was one of those skirts that has the slit with the zipper, like the slit is a zipper. And so the zipper was down at the bottom, but the actual slit was open. So it was almost like if you think about, I'm sure that's happened with the jacket at some point where like the teeth come out of the zipper, but the zipper is still locked in place. So there was a ton of people in line. You know, we were at customer service or agent assistance, whatever they call it. I'm stepped off to the side and I'm looking at her for a moment. And the slit is actually high. Like I haven't seen one that high. It's like really high. And she's just kind of moving around. I noticed she wasn't with anybody. So I looked at her for a couple of minutes and then I'm like, you know, let me do my Deka thing and walk over there. So I walked over and I'm like, I kind of whispered in her ear. Of course, I have my mask on because I'm not about to be up in anybody's face like that without a mask on, particularly at the airport. And so I'm like, hey, did you know that your slit is open? I'm like, I'm not sure if you're well, but your slit is all the way undone. And she was like, is it? She was like, oh my God, why didn't any? She was like, nobody has said anything. And she kind of went to like put her hand back and I was like, you don't have to put your hand behind you. I was like, I can take a picture because of course, you know, she's in the front of the line. Everybody will see her or whatever. But I'm like, yeah, it's really, you know, open. Just want to let you know. And she was like, oh my God, nobody said anything. Thank you so much. And she's trying to check in. So she's talking to the agent. So when we get done, I mean, you know, so I walk back to where I'm waiting and after she gets done, I see her open her suitcase and she's trying to dig in there for a while, probably trying to find a replacement, something to wear. And she had tights on underneath, you know, this was maybe like 15 minutes after the first time I said something to her. So I walk back over and I'm like, you don't have to necessarily change. I was like, I just want to let you know. I said, let me tell you, we're not seeing cheeks, right? I said, you're not giving us cheeks. So if you want to continue to wear this, it's fine. You're not giving cheek, but I just did want you to know we're probably about, and I did my index finger and my thumb, probably like three inches, two and a half, three inches. I said, we're about this far away from seeing cheek. So I don't know what look you're going for, but just, you know, wanted to let you know. So she's like cracking up and stuff. And she's like, yeah, you know, no, I definitely have like, yeah, I'm not going for that look or whatever. So she, you know, takes her a minute to get her stuff. I walk, step back again, go back to my place. So this is maybe another 15 minutes later and she's got her stuff and she's going to walk through security and passing by me. And she's like, 
I just want to thank you again. Like, I really, really appreciate you saying something. And she said, what's your cash app? And I tilted my head to the side, like, girl, you know, and I said, girl, you don't. And I stopped myself and I said, I was just about to say something and I was like, but I won't. And so I told her, you know, I don't have Cash App. I have Venmo and Zelle or whatever, PayPal. And so she's like, oh, you know, give me your Zelle or whatever. And so I end up doing that and I end up giving her my email and she's like, well, you know, give me a minute. I need to get through security and stuff and sit down, but I want to send you something like just as a token of thanks because I really, really appreciate that. And I was like, oh, that's really like, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And just the exchange was so fucking boosting. Now here, this is the thing. And this is why I started telling that story. She never sent the money. It never came. This was days ago. And so she may have forgotten. To me, I don't think that somebody would come up and say it if they weren't intending to do something about it. So in my mind, it's like, yeah, she probably fucking got to security. Who knows what happened at security? You know, hopefully she made it on her flight. It got out of her mind. And it's like, had I have only done it, you know, or again, had I have been like, well, really focused on the outcome, on the money. So I'm looping this to if you're like, well, I told this person I wanted a book and they didn't give me, you know, I, I gave them the link to the book and they didn't end up buying it. See, this is why I'm not doing that because people don't care anymore. Please stop. Don't make it about you. This is not what this is about. Sometimes it's just the exercise, even exercising the muscle and starting to notice and challenge these stories that we have of like, people don't want to help me. I don't have any support. They do want to help you. You are getting support. You keep turning down the quote unquote small support because you think it's not valuable. You only want to be supported if somebody's going to pay your rent or if they're going to pay your card note or pay your mortgage thing or put you on a flight to wherever. Those are great things and that's great, but there's other ways of being supported. And again, this requires self-intimacy. You have to know yourself. It requires honesty. It requires showing up for yourself to be able to speak up for the need. Do you know how many motherfucking books I have on my Amazon list? I mean, number one, I have a ton of books. I go through a lot of books because I read a lot, but I also only keep the books that are deeply meaningful to me. But it's like, I'm a voracious reader. I love reading. I always have books. There's always a book or something somebody can buy. And so again, kind of jumping back to the woman, had I have made this about, see, this is why I'm not going to do that shit anyway, because she didn't even send the money and she came in there and said that she wanted my email and then didn't do shit. You're out of order. I would be out of order with that. That's not what this is about. It's just noticing, again, I do deeply believe she meant to, for whatever reason, it didn't happen. It actually wasn't even about that. It was just about the fact that like, motherfuckers really would have let her walk through. Atlanta is the busiest airport in the entire world. They would have let her walk through the airport and she's three inches away from giving everybody cheek. If she would have bent down to do any one thing and at security, we would have been seeing Paris and, I wasn't say Paris and France, but Paris is in France. So we would have been seeing a Paris and all of Europe. Okay. So again, just remember that like you are worthy of being helped. You are deserving of being helped and people out here want to help you. And if we can stop focusing on who's not helping and that you want it to come from this person, it may not come from the person that you want it to. The person that you're sharing your body with and your bed with may not ask. It may not be your mother or your family or your grandparent or your cousin or your boss or whoever it is that wants to see you. But other people are here to see you and they will see you. And if you are finding that that flow is being blocked in your life, that you are not getting people asking how they can help or asking how you're doing or saying, hey, let me know if you need anything, 
then my other challenge would be start giving. Start giving. Do something. Because my first thought is, if I were to hear that and we were in a session together, I would say, oh, somewhere the channel is blocked. So if you want to turn the faucet back on, keep some waters in your car and give them to people on the street. It doesn't have to be a lot. You know, one of my favorite easy things is paying for people's groceries at the grocery store or buying a $10 gift card at the grocery store and turning around and giving it to them. Or, I mean, another super easy story, just the week before last at the grocery store, buying some groceries, older white dude in front of me. You know, I think I'm loving telling you guys the race of these people because I'm trying to be mindful about time. But listen, I'm a storyteller. So I would really give you the whole breakdown because I love to paint a picture and I want you to be there with me at the checkout thing, at the checkout counter. And it's an older white dude, probably like late 60s, mid to late 60s in front of me. I definitely would have thought for me, he has the MAGA look. He has a Trumper look. But I'm like, he had a couple little, it was his lunch, a sandwich, some chips and a drink or something. So he was getting ready to put his card in and I kind of walked up and like lightly pushed him and I said, no, let me do this. And he was like, why would you do that? I said, because I want to, you know, and I was like, let me pay for your lunch or whatever. And so the cashier is a black woman and the bad guy, it's an older, kind of older white guy too. White guy, like probably in his fifties. And they're like, oh, that's so nice. So I pay for the guy's shit again. I don't know, $12 or something. I told them actually to just put it on my bill. So I was like, just keep adding my stuff on and I'll pay for all of it. So I paid for all of my stuff. But then I was getting ready to pay for it. And then I was like, oh, she left a couple of things off. And I think I had like some soup or something. It was lunch stuff. And I said, oh, but these things are mine. And she said, I know you paid for his lunch. I'm paying for yours. And I didn't know that was the grocery store manager. And so I was like, oh, I love this. I love, you know, sometimes it doesn't come back that quickly, but I loved being able to see how quick that circulation came. I did something for him. She turned around and did it right back for me. Right. And so this is the thing. If people are not asking, then somewhere the faucet is turned off and you need to give, you need to activate it to get it turned back on. But please, for the love of Jesus, Tyrone Christ, let's stop telling people that they can't help us. Stop denying the very thing that we want, even if it's not exactly who you want it from, exactly how you want it. Being able to receive is really just also about a muscle And if you think about this as a practice and strengthening the muscle, that's all this really is. Allow yourself to do that. Not only is the giving amazing and feels so good and such a great experience, but it also feels so lovely when people just do things for you because they care and they're concerned and they reach out and say, how can I make your life easier today? Or what can I do to show you that I'm loved? And again, if you're not getting that, start doing that with your people with your friends, it doesn't take a lot. So if you're like, I don't have a lot of money, I don't have a da-da-da, great. Then sometimes it's the voice memo on the phone where you say, hey, been thinking about you and I really want to take you out to lunch. But to be honest, like money's a little bit tight right now. I'll still do it when the money comes in. But in the meantime, like I just wanted to drop you a message and like just tell you that I'm sitting at the stoplight and I'm thinking about you. And I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for your life. I'm so grateful to know you. Like being your friend is such a fucking joy. You make me laugh uncontrollably. And I just appreciate you so much. And I love that you're alive. And I just wanted you to know that. That is enough. That is enough. I'm always going to say this. Be the thing that you wish you had. Be the thing you would want to receive. I hear that kind of stuff from my friends all the time. But I know, imagine part of the reason is because I'm very good about doing that. It doesn't matter what fucking time it is. It doesn't matter what's going on. Like to take a moment and text somebody and say, 
hey, I'm thinking about you. You're on my mind. What a beautiful thing that is. And so again, larger conversation about circulating and giving and receiving more myopically. The challenges are number one, make your Amazon list, have your list on your phone, whatever it is of how people can support you. If you are a reader, I don't give a fuck if that's an audible book, you know, have some books on your list, easy kind of low ticket things that you could always direct people to if you're not comfortable to say, hey, can you buy me a ticket around the world? If you're not to that point yet, then have some smaller things, ways that people can serve you, little things that you've had on your mind that you would want. And then the bigger thing is just paying attention to how the circulation is happening in your life in general. Are people offering? Are you receiving? And if not, then my question would be, are you giving? And if you aren't, get busy doing it. That's how the whole process starts. So that's it. I'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you love what you heard and you want to hear more, please be sure to not only follow the podcast, but also to leave a rating and review. Listen, ratings and reviews are super important because they help spread the word about the podcast so other people like you can be served by this great content. Plus, your support and feedback actually help me to continue talking about the topics and ideas you love. So if you want to connect further, you can find me on Instagram at Dacre Robinson. Feel free to send me a DM and tell me what you loved about this episode. I seriously love hearing from you. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.